Welcome to Adulting Decrypted, the show where we break down the complex code of common conundrums into logical living in effort to decrypt the code we call adulting. We are your hosts. I'm the dad, Roscoe. And I'm Gene, the 17-year-old. I'm Gideon, and I am 13. <laughs> I crap, I keep saying that. I'm 14, and I'm not very smart sometimes. <laughs> he forgets his age, and I'm Ashton. I am today's... Leading host, I guess. I don't know. It's. I think it's just because I'm the most attractive, but who knows? Yeah, um, sure. definitely not that <laughs> one. And today we have a very special episode planned. Um, it's been a long time in the making, and we're very excited that it's finally happening. Um, we've recorded outside our normal schedule because we're just we wanted to make it happen. And today we are joined by Johan Verstech. And um, yeah, Johan, how's it going? Excellent. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah, it. We're very excited to have you. Um, Johan, you're joining us from, is it Ireland? Is that correct? Is that where you're at right now? Or? Normally, yes. But because of the pandemic, I'm in Holland now with the family. So oh, I'm cool. with them. It's nice to be with the family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 for sure. So I'll probably stay here till the end of the year. So when you stay, when you say with the family, is that with your parents or are you with um yes yeah, with my parents yes that's great that's, that's awesome. neat that you have a place my kids are also at home this is what yeah. uh, has allowed us to do the podcast more uh both of them were living away and they're both back home kind of riding out the pandemic it sounds like you are a little bit ah yeah exactly exactly yes true it's, it's good in these times you want to be surrounded by yeah your nearest and dearest so for sure yeah, well, thank you. Thanks for joining us. No, thank you. Um, and we're doing this via a Zoom call. Yeah, so it's we'll it should be fun for us all. We're using new technology, so very excited. Learning He's not things. in the woodshed with us. <laughs> Only <not. It's> a, <laughs> you see, that's why there are benefits to technology. We don't need to be yeah. a luddite or talk only bad things about technology. There are a lot of pros. That's true, and that's the perfect segue because you are a technology guy yeah so um ashton go ahead and sure kick us off yeah so um johan reached out to us he's like you know i've listened to your podcast and i have a message that i want to share and um, i want to share it with you guys and i don't want to take away too much johan do you mind sharing with our audience a little bit about yourself and a little bit about what you do yeah so i'm from the netherlands and i help people curb phone addiction social media addiction. So I help people to create a healthy relationship with their smartphones and social media. And like 10 years ago, uh, when Android made its introduction, I used that very first smartphone that uses that very first Android version. And I started to use it a lot immediately, especially today, people were not using smartphones at all. Like the iPhone made its introduction in 2007 and I started to use smartphones in 2009. So not a lot of people were still using a smartphone back then. And Facebook was already available. It was kind of popular already in, back in 2007. So I started to use the smartphone a lot and Facebook a lot. And then I met my, well, now ex-girlfriend. And she was crazy about Facebook. So what happened was I started to use Facebook a lot. And she used it a lot. And we we're posting five, six times a day. Every time... I had to post something, then she would post something, I would post something. And yeah, it, it became pretty extreme. Like it became an obligation. So she would, for example, say, hey, where's my post? Because I posted this two hours ago, so where's my post? 
And then you can really tell that she's stressed. And I started to become stressed because we need everyone to know how amazing we are, how perfect our relationship was, right? Right. So one, but one day we were walking on the beach and what she, what she started to do is she was drawing this heart on the, on the sand. And then she wrote like, Johan loves Nanda, that, that, that's her name. And then she asked me, can you please kneel in front of the heart? So I did that and then she took a photo. And then two hours later, it was on social media and it said, look what Johan did for me. He's the perfect boyfriend. He's so amazing. So then I realized, wow, we're, all, we're starting to lie about things now. We're, we're actually now inventing stories. So people will think, wow, they are just the perfect couple. And that just basically became very annoying. And, you know, I have this mantra that says, I don't want to die stupid. And I always want to build something, to produce something, like something that you guys are doing. I like that. And the more I was investing in social media, the more I understood this is actually the worst investment ever. There is zero return. Because what you're producing, but it's a post. So I thought something is missing. And I want to detach myself from it. But then she became like more pushy, like, hey, where's my post? Where's my post? Where's my post? And I said, okay, you know what? That's it. I really need to focus on something else. And I was building a website regarding the World Cup in 2014 uh, in Brazil. So I was finally having a purpose. And it was then easier for me to detach myself from social media. So we broke up. And then the funny thing is, a lot of people after a few months asked me, so how are you guys doing? And I said, well, we broke up a few months ago. And then you really see people saying, what? Like, so you guys break up, you don't even tell us. Like, we were following your journey from day one. Like, we need closure as well. We think you guys are still together. And you really saw that people were surprised. And that just made me think, like, wow, wow, why is it so important now that we use this, this invention called Facebook? Why can't we just be online, like on Skype then, at least on Skype, where there's one-to-one, you know, one-to-one interaction instead of using this third-party platform called Facebook? So I learned to detach myself from social media. And then, of course, after, the, after years passed, like 2005, six, it started to explode more and more with Twitter, with Instagram, with chat, Snapchat. And sometimes people ask me, how are you able not to use those platforms so much? Because I'm using it all the time, but you seem not to have a problem with being disconnected. And I said, no, I don't, because I still use those platforms, but with intention, with purpose. I know how to use those platforms. I know how I want to use those platforms because I know how it looks like when I invest all my time on those platforms. They become rich. Mark Zuckerberg becomes rich. Evan Spiegel, Jack Dorsey. Well, what about me? I'm just now stressing about posting on social media. So then people started to ask me, okay, well, how, how do you disconnect and how do you stay disconnected? And is it all about disconnecting? Like, is social media bad? But I say social media can be good, but you just want to use it mindfully. So then I started thinking, you know what? I should help people focus on this whole problem of phone addiction. And then it started to really explode in 2018, 19. And I started in 2018. And now, of course, with this pandemic, a lot of people talk about screen time. But that's why, essentially, why I decided to focus on this topic and to help people create a healthy relationship. I like it. You know, there was a there was a time I could relate to that. I mean, I still use Facebook. I had to delete it off my phone. Actually, you can't delete it off an Android. You just make it inactive. I find that to be yeah. very interesting, right, that that Samsung comes with Facebook. But uh, the joke in the family was if it didn't get posted to Facebook, it didn't really happen. Exactly, you know, so exactly. And, That's and, how it is now. Yeah. And there was a yeah. joke, you know, we were like, oh, if it's not on Facebook, it's not real. 
Exactly. If no one knows about it, it's not real. Yeah, people have to know about it in order for it to become real. For sure. Well, I appreciate that journey. That's that's a powerful story, and it and it brings home the message that I think we all find ourselves at some point in time wanting to fake to impress a group of people that we don't know, you know. And and I like that you called out Skype because this to me, Johan, is a personal conversation. Granted, we're not sitting in front of each other, you know, um, spreading spreading germs on each other. <laughs> exactly. But, but yeah. we're but we're sitting in front of each other. I can see your face. I know what you know, that you're invested in the conversation and, and it's a two way dialogue versus one upmanship, right? I'm not trying to say, Oh, you've got a better, you know, haircut than I do or, or whatever. We both choose the same hairstyle, which I'm, I like. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So so thank you um, for sharing the story. Something, something that I wanted to kind of jump into, um, I know that Gene and Gideon were preparing for this a little bit beforehand, and I just didn't know from that story, from the stuff that you guys kind of looked at, did you guys have any questions or thoughts before we jumped into the little six-step program that Johan has that he wanted to share? Gene, I don't you guys? think so, no. I got a little question, because I was watching your um, Loneliness version Alone video on YouTube, Yeah. and just to give myself a little bit of background information before we started this meeting, and... I was wondering, because I seem to play video games a lot, how often is, like, what else would you classify as social media besides just social media with, like, the phone addiction type things? Like, so, like, how to explain social media? You mean, like, they're... No, what I'm trying to say is, like, I play video games a lot. How would I... How often would it be like aloneness versus loneliness with that, like video games? How would that change? Hello. If you're listening to this right now, that means you're currently listening to an episode of Adulting Decrypted. And let me just say thank you. My name's Ashton, one of the hosts of Adulting Decrypted, and I wanted to steal a quick second of your time to do a shameless little plug. If you've listened to our podcast for any sort of time, you know that we talk about a bunch of different stuff all about adulting. Because our goal is to help individuals in this task we call adulting. Now, we have just revamped the way that we do this. If you go to adultingdecrypted.com, you can see all of our episodes sorted out by category. We've sorted it into financial, practical, emotional, social, and things just for fun. So... If any of those categories are of particular interest to you right now, you can go onto the website, look through there, and see all of our episodes that correlate with that specific thing. This website's completely free to use. It's just another tool for our listeners to find things that are more important to them now. So, for example, if I was looking at it, I'd scroll through and say, hey, you know what? I want to see what the Adult Encrypted crew has talked about socially. Well, one of our first episodes, season one, episode three, how do I talk to people? That's where we talked about all about to talk to people. So if that's something you want right now, you can go find that right now. Also in this one, season three, episode 15, the power of a humble mediator, where we talked to one of my old bosses about his business as a mayor, also as a small theater owner. Some really cool stuff. So if you're looking for a better way to organize through all your self-help podcasts, try adultingdecrypted.com. And enjoy the rest of the episode.
then the question is like if you play video games like are you happy with the way you play video games because it's completely fine if you play it but a lot of people when they play is because they want to escape some problem or some challenge or something in life and then they just want to go to that well video games social media are the go-to vehicle to escape anything to forget about stress and to just lose yourself in this different world that is not the real world so then you have to be honest with yourself are you enjoying yourself are you happy in that moment or are you still or do you notice that you're just escaping so because there are many reasons why you would play video games like you would play social, like why you would be on social media and alone as we can still use our device and we can still play video games as long as that's not the main activity because with loneliness you feel lonely you're on social media you're playing video games but you wish there was someone else you're basically not in that moment if you could choose you would now be with people and just engage with them instead of you enjoying the moment with yourself that you're doing something that you don't necessarily need to be proud of yourself because you're playing video games it's entertainment but as long as you're telling yourself wow i'm actually enjoying and i don't need anyone else i don't need anyone else now here beside me for me to feel better like this is okay but you can't do it too much like on social media if you do too much there's going to be a moment where you have to be honest with yourself and you tell yourself I'm wasting my time. It is not good to be playing and focusing on the screen so much. And then you got to be honest with yourself, like, okay, now I'm just uncomfortable and I'm just doing this just because there's nothing else to do. And this is the easy way for me to just, yeah, ignore reality. But you can definitely have your aloneness when you play video games. Like I watch movies and I'm just laughing out loud. I can watch from Schindler's List, you know, those very, or Lincoln, those deep, mm. long movies that have a lot of dialogue. I can enjoy those movies, but sometimes I like an Adam Sandler movie or a Will Smith movie or just <laughs> yeah, to enjoy Waterboy. myself. And I would just like laugh out loud and eat my yellow M&Ms. That's fine. <laughs> and I'm happy, like I'm enjoying, you know, I'm like, yes, Johan, you're enjoying yourself. I'm telling myself, but aloneness, the best way to experience aloneness is if you have done something that makes you pat yourself on the back, even something small, even not necessarily relating to producing, like writing a blog, but maybe just reading a book. And then afterward, as a reward, you tell yourself, okay, now I am going to play video games. Now I am going to be on social media. Now I am going to binge watch Game of Thrones or Ozark. So it depends how you basically engage with those activities. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Gotcha. Yeah, that was a, I really liked that. I hadn't thought of it in that format. And I think that really answered your question, right? Because we get on, you were like, Gene, you're, you're playing games, go do something. And, and that can be an out, right? As long as you're not escaping something else, it sounds like. Where Gideon's much rather to be outside building something, but he could still be facing some of the same issues if he hasn't done some of the other productivity, productive things you should have got done. So I like that. That's a that's a great call out. I like that. Thank you. What a good question. Good question. Yeah, because I, sometimes people ask me like, yeah, they feel they feel bad about entertainment, but it's good to balance out or harmonize producing and consuming. That's yeah, that's completely fine. Yeah, I know. Do you know those moments when you play video games and you feel you're not happy? Do you know those moments? Well, that's that's the moment that you have to own and be real with it instead of thinking, no, I will just dismiss it. Like on social media, you just know, like, nah, I'm not happy with this, right? With the scrolling, there's something up with this activity. Yeah, I've definitely, ha yeah. definitely had those moments where you're like, 
why am what <laughs> why am i here <laughs> you know exactly, like, yeah. <laughs> i don't exactly. i don't care about ink masters i've never seen this before like why am i watching it now you know <laughs> exactly exactly yeah and it's tough to be real with yourself then because mm. it's it's not pleasant but it's necessary if you want to change yeah um something that i noticed in one of your youtube videos that i was watching i can't remember which one it was but um in a couple of them you talked about a no phone zone i'm wondering if that's like an app or something because what it sounded like was it was just a place in your house where you know you aren't going to use your phone like is there an app or something for that to um, like set a reminder or something yeah the no zone is an area where this phone is not used doesn't mean it's you cannot permanently like never use the phone in that area but it depends on the activity so when you sleep in a bedroom, that area becomes a no phone zone. When you eat, then the dining area becomes a no phone zone. When you watch a movie, that living room becomes a no phone zone. And if there are apps that will remind you, well, I would use the alarm app. That's actually one of the latest videos I made it was about the alarm app to, if you want to introduce those boundaries and it's not, they're not part of a habit yet. You want to, like you said, those reminders, you want to set those reminders and I would use the alarm app then. There are many external apps like tracking apps and blocking apps for different purposes. But if you need a reminder, I would say, yeah, don't don't download a different app just for the sake of reminding you to introduce a specific strategy or boundary. Just use the alarm app. Yeah, yeah. they have to know like when and for how long. Hey guys, what's the rule at the dinner table? No phones out. Yep. Yep. Unless if unless yeah. if we have to Google something to solve solve yeah. an if argument. Have, if, if there's a true argument, argument that happens, yeah. Johan, sometimes we'll yeah. refer to and and just so we're clear, um, Wiki does not count as a source. You know when you're digging deep. Um, but uh, yeah, so we do that. Um, one thing I had to call out to my wife and I when we first started phones, and I'm pretty involved in business. I've had my own business for a lot of years we'd go out on our date night, which I've committed to go out one night a week. We also don't pull out our phones. There's occasions where we know we've got something going on with the children that we, we ask the other party, is it okay if I check my phone, I'm trying to coordinate something with one of the children. So there's a very specific rule and a guideline so that it doesn't become two people eating dinner, looking at their phone and calling it couple time. Cause because I'll tell you, it's a lot yeah. easier sometimes to look at the phone <laughs> than it is to look at your partner and actually try and engage in a conversation after a long work week. Oh, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I, I like those call-outs, the no phone zone. I think that's a good call-out. Yeah. yeah. So I, I hope I hope that having those questions asked didn't pull too far away or too far into your six steps, but I was wondering, like, if you might share us with those. I actually don't know what those are, but, yeah, the six steps that you were talking about. The, well, the no phone is, is part of one of those steps. And well, basically st step one is, is a known step that also applies to every single process when it comes to self-development and that's self-awareness. So first you want to know how much are you using your screens and you can use apps for that. You can use screen time for that, which is an Apple app or, or an Apple feature or digital well-being, which is a feature for um, Android devices. So first you want to know how much you use your screens and also understand what are you feeling and what are you thinking when you want to go for your phone, what triggers you and when you are using your phone. So how do you feel about it? Like your question about video games. So how do you feel about it? And what triggers you to go for your phone? Is it an internal trigger? Is it because you're sad, you're angry, you're disappointed and you, you, know, you just wanna lose yourself 
and you want to go for your phone? Is it an external trigger? Is it because a friend is using his or her phone, so it makes you go for your phone? Or is it a TV character that's using a device, so it makes you go for your device? What is triggering you? And also, you want to be aware of how does it impact, how does it have impact in your life? So your phone, what are the detrimental effects? Is it impacting your relationship in a detrimental way or your career or your studies, your self-actualization process? And if it does, then how do you want your life to look like? How do you want your career to look like, your relationship to look like, your self-development to look like? What is it that you want then exactly? Because you will want to be reminded by what you want because society will convince you, try to convince you that you don't need to change. Everyone is using their phones. Why would you use your phone less? Everyone is on social media. If you detach from social media, people call you antisocial. Like, why, why aren't you going to be on social media? How will you know about what's going on in my life? So you see, there's many reasons. There are many reasons why you are going to use social media again, why you will want to use your phone again. It's like smoking in the 50s. Back in the day, everyone was smoking. And if you wanted to quit, well, everyone was smoking. How are you going to quit? You really needed to be strong to tell yourself, you know what? No, I'm not going to smoke again. Now everyone is aware of the detrimental effects of smoking. Back then, I can imagine they were not known, but people were like thinking probably like, yeah, this cannot be good smoking so much. But yeah, everyone is doing it anyway. So you really want to understand, okay, how do you want your life to look like? And how does your phone and social media fit in that life? So that's all about self-awareness. Understand how you use your phone, why you use your phone, and how you use your phone. Then, I, yes. I really like that. Thank you for pointing out the, the correlation between the addiction of smoking and how long it took for us. I mean, because uh, as a kid, everybody smoked. You'd go into a restaurant where there was smoking and non-smoking, but everybody was still, you know, exposed to it. And now we've got to where it's socially not really acceptable, you know, and you kind yeah. of put those guys out in a different group. But we're just starting to understand the addiction, addictive nature behind phones. So that's great. To your point, exactly. the difference probably is that smoking we know is all bad. But phones have technology has good purposes. Like you, before people joined us on the podcast, we talked briefly. You mentioned how technology allows us to to connect across oceans, right? And exactly. And and so there's a lot of good, but it's getting clear on what you want and who you want to be, which I think is very critical. That's a great message. Thank you for sharing step. That's step one, right? Exactly. Perfect. I like it. Yeah. True. Yeah. I, I oh my bad. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I was just I was just gonna ask. Um, with step one, you it to me it sounds like recognize your triggers and start to figure out like what causes you to pick up your device, what causes you to go to social media. Um, and my question would be like you 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 mentioned that you've helped people with these sorts of things before. Um, what triggers do you see most often that people have to learn to start, kind of. Yeah, what, what triggers do you see the most? Basically, they don't know what to do with their time. That's what you often see. In those moments where they really, that they have not planned their time, you see that they go often for the easiest thing, that easiest activity, which is to go for your phone. So if people don't really know what to do with their time, then it's easy to spend five hours on your phone because there's no replacement. There's nothing that tells you you should be spending your time on that thing. So or they don't have a plan or it's just programmed because of the notifications that are enabled. So constantly they go for their phone, they go for their phone, and then it's a program. So if there are no notifications, you're actually going to look 
at your phone and be like, what's wrong? Are you okay? Like, I haven't received any notification. <laughs> like, I'm used to go every 10 minutes to the phone and there is nothing. So are you okay? So we take our phone and check, okay, maybe we should be active again. So we're going to receive our notifications again. Mm. So for that, you see that really people are programmed. So they go for the phone, they go through the whole app cycle, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, WhatsApp. And then before unlocking, they will just go through that whole cycle one more time to see if they missed a notification in that one, two minutes that they have not seen yet, just to make sure that everything is okay. So, and then it's not, you cannot even explain it. And, and oftentimes in those moments, people say to themselves, why am I going to check Twitter again in two, twice in two minutes? So, or it's a program and they don't really, it's just a habit basically, mm -hmm. or you see that they just don't really feel positive. So you can you always you notice that one bad habit triggers the next one and then the next one. So if you if you were kind of like on the couch and you're like sad or whatever, then you just go for your phone, just like okay, I I I don't feel I don't feel this 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 uh, I don't like this uncomfortable feeling. So let me just don't think about it. So you see often that that's why people go for their phones a lot. So so it really sounds like path of least resistance, really. You know, I have nothing yeah. to do, therefore I'm going to take this direction. Cool. I was curious, exactly. but that, that really answered. That I know answer. in one of your videos, you talked about intention. Like whenever you open your phone or something, you want to think of the intention. And I just kind of, I really like that part. And I feel like that went with that really well. Good one. Exactly. Yeah. To have intention. It's, 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 easy, to say. it's easy to say, hard to do. But yes, if you can, that's why one of the, it's a strategy is to, for example, have a counter trigger. So for example, for your phone, like use an ugly phone case or a wallpaper that reminds you <laughs> to think, why are you going to unlock your phone? And then to tell yourself, okay, this is what I want to do. I just want to check this notification that came in and that's it. Or you tell yourself, I am going to check that notification and I am going through the app cycle. That's fine. I'm mindful of that, but I just want to go through it once. Or now I'm just going to spend 30 minutes. And it's still fine as long as you're not going to enter this trance and then get out and be like, whoa, what happened? Where did my time go? No, be aware that you're going to spend 30 minutes. So after those 30 minutes, you tell yourself, okay, I've spent 30 minutes on my phone and now I'm done. I've now decided that I'm going to put an ugly background on my phone. That's yeah, brilliant. <laughs> That's genius. <laughs> very good. Very good. Yeah. Could be a person you care about a lot. Could be a quote or like a quote related to self-development. Or it could be a sentence that says, why are you unlocking me? Or be, be productive, don't touch me, something like that. Or a schedule of your routine, your morning routine, afternoon routine, evening routine, something that reminds you then to do something that is more productive than to go for your phone. Somebody speak my language. How many times have I talked to you guys about a morning routine? You know, oh, it, <laughs> it is so hard to set the good ones and so easy to fall into the bad ones. You know, I've caught myself because I use my phone in my morning routine, but I've got to be very intentional and it's it's segmented into because I like the clock on it and then also my daily goals or my life plan. I don't know that it's really a plan, but the outline is there. So I'm reading it. But every once in a while, I catch myself going over to LinkedIn and I'm like, wait a second. So I put on a couple different apps that I'm like, oh, this will help me to remember to do it later. Right. It's like going into the laundry room and you can't remember what you went in there for. Sometimes I get yeah. myself, I'm like, no, no, just put that on the do it later list and move on, right? Because our, yeah, I think there's an addictive nature there that, that I think we don't understand. So awesome. Step sure. one is awesome. 
be really intentional. And I think that's really clear for our whole life. I like it. Yeah. Not only intentional, but recognize, I think. Yeah. Recognize why. That's great. Cool. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like I know that focus now a lot is on how much I'm using our screen, especially in this pandemic. Oh, I'm using, I'm using my screens a lot. I'm using my screens a lot, but you know, that's fine. We all use our screens a lot. I use my screens a lot more than normally that big than normal because of the pandemic. So then the question is like, how are you using and why? So what are you doing on your phone? What apps are you using? And then why are you using your phone? Again, the triggers. Why are you on your phone right now? What triggered you? And then how? So are you okay with it? Like video games, are you okay that you're on your phone? Is it agreed with the family? Is it part of the family plan that you probably that you might have created as a family that says you can be X amount of hours on your phone or now you should not be on your phone? So in other words, are you okay? Are you is are the children fine that you're on your phone? Is your spouse or girlfriend or boyfriend okay that you're on your phone? Or are you doing it in secrecy? Or are you not really feel happy about it? Should you be doing something else? Should you be engaging with that person? Should you be now having that experience? So it's all now more about why you use your phone and how you use your device. And not so much on how much, because we all know with the pandemic, we, we use our screens more, a lot more. Thank you. What's uh, step number two? Step two. <laughs> step two is insights. So that's like that extra layer of motivation. So it's all about understanding why we use social media so much and what the detrimental effects are. So for example, we outsource our brains, calculating. We don't really know, like a lot, a lot of times people don't know anymore what's 40 times 40. Like they have to use the calculator because we have our device. So why would we remember? Why would we calculate? Because we have our phone, Google knows or everything, or we can always ask someone on WhatsApp or Messenger who will probably know the answer. So it's, 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 why would you remember 40 times 40 or remember phone numbers? Our device has a list of all phone numbers, so we don't even remember phone numbers anymore. Right. So while technology has a lot of advantages, we have to be careful that we don't outsource our brain. We don't outsource our being. Like if I now use a tech arm and my arm becomes more powerful, then you would think, wow, technology is fantastic. It's enhancing my strength. But if I remove the tech arm, then my arm, my left arm is going to be twice as weak because I wasn't training my arm. Right. And that's the problem. And that's why it's dangerous if you rely on technology a bit too much. So that's one of those effects that we, it becomes hard to focus, becomes hard, like we are all over the place. We try to multitask. Our attention is there and there and there and there. It becomes harder to just focus on that one thing for one hour. So step number two is, is it, did you call it intent or focus or? Uh, insight. 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 Okay. Yeah. Insight. So to understand about that we become more depressed, we can become more lonely. It erodes our social skills, but also why we are so hooked on social media. Like so on social media, we, we see this world. I don't know if you've seen the social dilemma. Have you seen a documentary, the social dilemma? I have heard, I've heard really crazy things about it. So I was, I was really tempted to pick up a free Netflix trial on another throwaway email account so I could watch it. But, uh, I, yeah, I know that it's, um, the way, the way my instructor, so we had, um, one of my school teachers, Dr. Sammons on our podcast not too long ago, but he watched it and he, he mentioned it to our group. And I, I talked to him, I was like, so what's it about? Is it good? And he's like, dude, it will mess you up. Like <laughs> of what they talk about on there and how, how, like how 100%. much you learn. 
True, true. It's no, you should definitely check it out. If you need that final push to the lead specific social media apps, then yeah, just watch the documentary because it really explains about how social media knows us better than our spouse knows us. And we aren't even aware of that. Just because of our online browsing, the way we click, the way we behave online, they know us better than our families know us, or friends, or our spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend. So we have to be very careful with that because we see this world online and we think that's the world that everyone sees, but it's not. It's based, it's created based on your behavior. So you think you're the customer, but you're the product, right? Because right. the advertisers, they are the customers, we are the product. And that's it why almost, social media, Facebook, they want a lot of people on Facebook because basically it means more products. It almost, it, it almost feels like, what was that movie? Minority Report. That's not what I'm thinking of. Oh, um, <laughs> Ready Player One? No. no, I haven't seen that. I want to see that. It's it's the one where it's like this guy, he grows up in this world that he thinks is real, but oh, like uh, everything around Truman him Truman Show. Truman, Truman Show. Show. Yeah, it almost feels like Facebook's hosting their own Truman Show and we're all Truman. Yes. You know? Exactly. Actually, you see in that documentary, you see clips of that, that, that uh, movie. Yeah. Oh, there you go. See, that's crazy. Well, now we don't have to watch it. Ashley explained the movie. <laughs> no, 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 I'm still going to watch no, it. I, I like the insight. Insight um, is powerful. Right. And to, to know that they really are, it's like going back to your analogy with smoking, right? They knew that it was addictive, right? But they yeah. pitched it and social media, I think, knows that it's addictive. And so they're figuring out the algorithms to keep us coming back for more. Right. And, and exactly. It, yeah. I think that's they know. Yeah. And they know us. That's why we don't pay with money, but we pay with our data and with our time. So can you imagine all the data they have of us? If they know us better than our spouse knows us, that's, that's valuable. That's valuable data. But then they know what you're going to like. So they're able to make predictions. They will know exactly how to monetize your eyeballs, how to make you stay a bit longer, just for five extra minutes. Then for an extra five more minutes. Yeah, check this person out just for five more minutes. Or here's a post that you can check for just five more minutes. And the documentary really shows they know even how long you're staring at an image. So if you're looking at an image for like one minute, they know, okay, you know what? We should feed them more of that similar type of content. So it will stay longer and longer because the more you stay longer on social media, the more money they make. Business is business. They want to monetize your eyeballs. So you have to be very mindful of that. And can you imagine if they know you better than you know yourself even, then you really have to now focus more on getting to know yourself and to become more aware of what's going on. If not, you're just going to spend so much time on social media and you think you act out of free will, but you don't act out of free will. If you like A, B, and C, they will know you will like C or D and E. And you have never heard of D and E before, but they already know that if they will show you that, you will stay five minutes longer. And that's why it can be very dangerous. That's crazy. Yeah. Have you guys ever found yourself in that loop? I mean, ever caught yeah. yourself going, oh, wait, I just... Oh, totally. Okay. One of my one of my least favorite things about Facebook, and one of the reasons why it, it's a boon, like a, a bane of my existence, is like when you click on a video, it pulls up this whole new screen where if you swipe down, it'll show you more related videos. Like YouTube. Yeah, it will, but but see with Facebook, you yes. just kind of scroll it automatically plays the next one once the first video ends. It's just, it's insane to me, yeah. and it just gets me stuck in a loop. And I'm like, what exactly? Like, what am I doing here? You know. Huh. Um, well, and that's uh, you know, and, and and that's just it. They just keep drawing you in and in and in and in 
right? You're like, oh, I'm going to start. I'm just going to have one cigarette. I, I just love that analogy. You can tell I'm pretty fascinated by your <laughs> story. You yeah. can't see me. Just so everybody knows that uh, our camera's not working to show everybody. He's got Gideon and Gene. Um, but but I'm over here just smiling from ear to ear going, you preach. I'm on. I'm with you. You know. Yeah. But the reality is I need to learn this stuff too because I know that I'm supposed to live this intentional life. I know I'm supposed to have insight into my future. So what's my next step? What's step three? Or is it, I guess they're not really steps, right? Um, because there's not no. really a sequence to them, but it's it's more of to be aware of or, or knowledge, right? Exactly. It's all connected. It's not like first do this, 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 and that. No, it's all connected. Yeah, and it's ongoing. It's ongoing. So they're like puzzle pieces. Like these are your six puzzle pieces. Yes. Puzzle. There you go. I like, I like that. that word, puzzle pieces. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We should call it like this, puzzle pieces. Well, real quick before we move on to three, I just, this is a question for me personally. Like, uh, I know something that listeners like is hearing, hearing personal stories and questions. So for me, like when I think of that, like social media has all our, all our information, all our, they know us, all that sorts of things. Face recognition. Right. Tag you automatically. Yeah, exactly. It's got, it's got everything. And so my first, the knee jerk reaction for me is like, well, I need to delete Facebook then because it's wasting my time and it knows me better than I know myself probably at some points. And so, and so I go, okay, I got to delete it. And then the other part of me is like, well, I need to keep it because I am trying to help grow adulting decrypted. I'm trying to help grow my other personal musical pursuits. And at that point, you know, it like kills the train of thought of trying to solve my social media problem. So I'm kind of curious I don't know if this fits into one of the other um, six, but like for yourself, do you delete Facebook? Do you not use it at all? Like what's the, what's the solution there? Does that make sense? What well, I'm asking? Yeah, definitely. So I, for three years, I haven't used Facebook, not personally, just the fan page. Okay. And now I, I use Facebook. Now I don't have a fan page actually. I focus more on Twitter and Instagram, but I do use Facebook, not a lot, but it's fine to use Facebook, but then I would check your time on Facebook. That's a feature on Facebook where you can also, for example, see how long you're on Facebook and you can let Facebook remind you to stop using Facebook after one hour, 30 minutes, two hours, it's up to you. And you can also check or disable specific bubble notifications if you don't see them in the Facebook app so, but I would say disable all Facebook apps, but then in Facebook, you can also disable the in-app notifications of Facebook. And then I would, for the laptop, I would use the Newsfeed Eradicator plugin. So with that plugin, you don't see the Newsfeed anymore, but you will see just one motivational quote and that's it. Every day there's a different quote or every time you log in, there's a different quote. That's what you see. And then for the mobile, I would say, newsfeed destroy the facebook newsfeed in other words if there's something that's really boring to you follow fan pages and accounts that talk about that topic so unfollow people that produce content that you don't like that like produce content that just makes you who post a lot of negativity you do not want to see that so you want to unfollow those people and then you want to then again follow accounts and profiles who talk about topics that you don't like. So this is just a strategy for you to not scroll constantly. You do not want to scroll constantly. You want to see the newsfeed and be like, okay, I don't care about, for example, how to how to build tables, or you do not care about how to uh, garden. If you do not care about it, follow those accounts, and then you're not going to scroll. 
So those, those are strategies that's that good. we use in order to and minimize And then Facebook will start feeding you the wrong stuff. You know what? I, I liked what he said there because, Ashna, I've noticed that there's a certain parties up at, at uh, your school that you like to get in arguments with. Oh, totally. Yeah. Because you see things <laughs> totally different. But really, it's not helping you, right? Right. So if you unfollow them and follow people that think like you, you're probably not going to get into a debate with them. You're just going to scroll past it and go, oh, I don't need to get into that, right? It's because you like to debate, but because of that, you know, you waste time, and it's probably not feeding your greater good. So yeah. uh, that's that's a good call yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Time to go follow gardening pages for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to learn how to build the table so I can't follow that one because I would get (laughs) consumed by it. But it's actually a tip, by the way, to follow also accounts that you do not agree with. Because, you know, Facebook makes makes people polarized. The whole effect of polarization is increasing because of Facebook. Because you see one thing, you see A and A again and A again, and that reinforces your belief about A. But then also you will see posts that will say A is good while B is bad and B is bad because of this, this and this and C is bad because this and this and A is the truth. So because of that repetition that you only see about A, A, A constantly, it will reinforce your beliefs and then you really like A is the truth. And if someone then talks about B, you're like, why are you talking about B? Like it is clear that B is so wrong. How on earth would you believe B if clearly A is the truth? And that's why if you, to avoid that, it might be an idea to follow accounts that talk about B so you're not only reminded about A, A, A constantly. Gotcha. Yeah. Follow, but not necessarily get into the debate and waste time. <laughs> Would be that's not as, exactly. You do not want to do that. If that, yeah, if that, if that's is that something that will happen, then that might not be a good idea. If you feel offended quickly and you feel obligated to reply and enter those discussions, yeah, then that that might not be a good idea. But, but I do yeah, like your or, point because because when I look at my friends, because I have friends across the spectrum, right, that I totally don't agree with. You know, but at least it lets me think about things differently. And I think that's what your point was is, hey, it's okay to think about because it really puts a face on that other side of the argument, on most arguments. I'm able to look at that and go, okay, interesting that they would believe that or think that, but I don't necessarily need to get in an engagement with them about that topic. But I might engage them when they say, hey, my daughter just celebrated a birthday or I'm struggling with this. I might go in there and say, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. You know what I mean? And stay focused on that, not on A and B, but go over here to some yeah. other safe topic. So great. Exactly. The best thing is just unfollow basically all of it. And then yes, see posts of people you really care about that you really want to engage with or who share a message that you can really connect with. That's awesome. So, so now that we've talked about, um, we've talked about the having the insight and also the recognized triggers, what's next? Next to us. I'm digging this. This is awesome. <laughs> it's a good talk. This is really powerful. It's a, yeah. So step three is, well, thing is a lot of times we complain about smartphones, right? That we're on a smartphones a lot, but would you replace your Android or, or iPhone with a flip phone, with a dumb phone? The, probably not. You still want to keep using your smartphone. So we might as well then create a healthy relationship with those smartphones. Like let get, let's get to know those devices or those platforms. You really want to keep using those platforms? Fine, but embrace the platform, get to know the platform. So step three is digital citizenship. 
So it's all about embracing and understanding tech. Okay, you want to keep using your iPhone. Do you know about the Do Not Disturb feature? Do you know about bedtime? Do you know about night shift, where to disable notifications, airplane mode, uh, Bluetooth? Do you know about grayscale, dark mode? Do you know about all these options, the privacy settings, the security settings? Do you know about all these features? And the same applies to social media platforms. So Facebook, do you know about your time on Facebook feature where Facebook helps you to disconnect <laughs> occasionally from Facebook. You or guys Instagram. missed his air quotes. Podcast members didn't see the uh, air quotes. So, I, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> helps. Yeah. He 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 air quoted helps, but exactly a, exactly. Yeah, that's a great. Sure. I really like that because they do right. They just they make it available. Maybe is another way to say it. Right. That's it. I really that's like it. that. They have get to get to know your technology. Huh, I thought of exactly. that. Exactly. Know technology and also about how to behave online. So we all leave a digital footprint behind. The internet remembers. So think twice about the way you behave. Would your offline version, the real you, behave in a similar way than your online version? So don't think just because there's a screen that, that you're anonymous or that everything is secure. No. That post, think twice. Would you say that same thing to your grandma? Or would you post it, like if it's posted on the walls of, the, of your school or where you work in the office, would that be fine? Like how would they react? What would they say about you? So we really want to focus on who do you, how do you present yourself online? And also be aware of the dangers. So there are a lot of risks online. Do you know about that? Phishing, catfishing, cyberbullying, flaming, trolling. And also, for example, sharing content don't post so much about your life and about yourself and about your friends. For example, images, be careful what photos you share because people can take the photo, go to Google image search, they, pop, they paste the photo in that search bar and then Google will find photos that were taken in that exact same spot. And that's how people can find out where you are or where you were. So you want to be very mindful about the details that you share online. You see, probably heard those stories, right? Kevin Hart, all these celebrities, they posted something 10 years ago and now they talk about it. And now people are judging them. Like, how, how could you have said that, this and that? And that's why the internet remembers. You post it and you think, well, people won't see it. They might, it's a big chance. It will stay online. It's not yours anymore. It's Facebook's, it's Instagram's, Twitter's, it's there. Even Snapchat, people can take screenshots and people can make apps continuously. They create all these apps that will ensure that the content that you've posted will be saved somehow. So mm -hmm. you want to be very mindful. Also deep fakes. Don't believe everything you read online or that you see online. The deep fakes, it becomes hard to tell if that's real what you're seeing on that image or on the video. Is it really that person or is it just a face that was pasted? Deep fake or, is what again? Sorry, I'm not, I know the term, but I'm not hundred percent familiar. It's a CGI face on top of a real photo. Like they do it with like celebrities. So it's like this celebrity was in this area. How dare they? Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Okay. Exactly. Cool. So you see, so now you have to really triple check what you're seeing and reading online, like the fake news. Do you really think that's true? Or those emails, right? That you sometimes receive. Don't click on that link. It's a fake email. Can you recognize that email? Can you, rec can you recognize that it's fake news? So it's all about how to deal with the internet, not just social media, but also in forums and any websites, internet in general. So that's what the step is all about as well. I like that. Validate reality. 
We, I mean, tech is here to stay. And we, have, we, have, we haven't done anything yet. <laughs> I, I, I laugh a little because my brothers got into computers when they were seniors in, or they were sophomores in high school as a senior. And I kept teasing them that it's just a fad. It's going to go away. You know, and um, they're one's a programmer, one's a database administrator, and they make lots of money. And they tell me maybe my job will go away. So we just, you know, we kind of laugh. But I also told them that they were going to go bald. And my brothers, my both my brothers have hair, um, so it's just not quite fair. But anyways, <laughs> as long as they're not as, they're, as long as they're not going to be depressed about it, it's, it's, good, right. it's a good hairstyle. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, no, I, I'm the bald one. I was depressed about it, but then I chose to embrace it, right? It's not, go, it's not coming back, so I might as well embrace it. Just like you said about technology, it's not going away. We better embrace it and understand it and, get, and, and learn all we can about how to protect ourselves, right? Exactly. That's really, exactly. Because that's, yeah, because there's no way I could, I could run a business off a of flip phone anymore. You know, it wouldn't, no. it, it wouldn't be possible. <laughs> It wouldn't be possible to do some of the stuff I do because really that technology allows me a lot of freedom. But with yeah. that freedom comes accountability that I don't think all of us are ready for. And we're saying, look, I would rather somebody tell me what to do. Well, that's why this is such yeah. a part of becoming an adult is because yes. people don't tell you what to do all the time. At some point in time, you have to figure out what you want. And this is why we're learning these tools. But also, you know, if you think about it, virtual reality is going to become mainstream. And then there's augmented reality. AI becomes even smarter. It's already smart. It can already predict what you like and what you want and what your deepest desires are. But they're going to become much smarter. So can you imagine how the world will look like then? If we don't know how to disconnect now, then we're going to have a problem in the future. Because soon with virtual reality, we can embody that online persona that we display on social media. We are not just writing about it and showing it off by using effects and photos, by posting photos. No, we, we can actually embody that persona. So then the question is going to be, why would you leave virtual, the virtual reality, the virtual world, the online world in the first place? Why would you want to go back to the offline world? So that's why we haven't seen anything yet. Smartphones exist in 2007. That was Ready Player One. Right. Yes, that's yes. right. Player one. <laughs> yes, that, that's the one where you go. Where? Why would you ever come back into this dismal trailer park, basically that he lived in? Right. That's it's, exactly. But, but, but that's the new way. You know, it, it's interesting because smoking did control people, right? Technology can control you. Yeah. Uh, uh, man, he shouldn't have started me with smoking. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Drugs, something. No, I didn't start smoking. I haven't smoked. But... You're addicted to the analogy. <laughs> I'm addicted to the analogy. Nice, G. So I, I haven't seen Ready Player One. And from my understanding, it's like a sci-fi film. But is it more like you see it becoming a reality sort of thing? That the situations of Ready Player One? No, you would have to go watch it. But it's basically, a specific he, genre, but I can't remember what it's called. He he put, he he's a he's a gamer. Yeah. But everybody plays this video game trying to become basically millionaire. You know, it's like a big payout at the end. Right. So a lot of people that are poor and struggling will stay and play in this game. But so is a big business playing in the game. Mm -hmm. And so his whole quest is how does he beat the game, you know, to change his real reality, not his augmented reality. And okay, so people gotcha. get confused on where where do they belong in the real reality or in this augmented reality. And I think that's what Johan's saying is it's going to become more and more like that because right now it feels far-fetched. Yeah. 
but so did watches that you could talk into in Dick Tracy's time. You know what I mean? So, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember when when speech to text was like mind blowing. I was like in elementary school, and the teacher was like, "You can talk, and it'll." Pretty much write it down. You know, it's not great, but it it kind of does it. Hey, it's still not great. I tried <laughs> texting you guys on speech to text, and you tell me my texting sucks. So. Yeah, his texting is awful. So anyway, but that's here to say I better learn how to text. But anyways, so uh, yeah, I think we're ready for the fourth one. Yeah, we didn't want to detract too far. Sorry about that. <laughs> too much personal no, history. Fa- family history there. <laughs> <laughs> no, you made a good point. You made a good point. Yeah, I mean, right there, one that's far away now, but back in the 70s, specific movies like well even minority report already a few elements of the movie already is happening so yeah so it's not going to i, don't, I think it won't uh, won't be that long before we really see big changes happening very cool so what's our what's our fourth step puzzle piece or what i don't know is <laughs> puzzle piece yes i like that i like that i like those words um yes yeah, step four is then digital habits screen habits so now you know about tech and you know about how you want your life to look like, but that more about that than a later step. But now it's about boundaries. So for example, yes, the no phone zone. Think about it now with your spouse, with your children, by yourself. When do you want to detach yourself from your phone? When? So again, then think about activities indoors and then make sure that your phone is not with you. But then to complement the strategy, you want to introduce the phone lounge. Because a lot of times when people try to be phoneless, they try to find ways where or places where to leave their phone. And then they're like, well, uh, okay, this should be a no phone zone. I will just leave my phone um, on the couch or you know what, just, just close to me, but on the closet or whatever. With the phone lounge, you have a dedicated space leave your phone. So there's not going to be any debate or discussion. Like that room is going to be the phone lounge or in the closet or that place or some place or a box that you can seal that you'll see in the documentary as well. So for example, something like that, you know where you're going to leave your phones. You can even charge your phones at the same time, but there's not going to be a debate. Okay, phone lounge, the phone zone rules now in. Okay, we leave our phones in that space. And then also don't start don't go on a digital detox. Sometimes people tell me, you know, Johan, I'm fed up with my phone. I want to just get rid of it just for one week. I don't want to use it, but I know it's a fleeting moment. You're emotional now, I'm telling the person, but you're not going, you're not going to be phoneless for one week. It's like in a few hours, you'll probably be on your phone and you forgot about this moment. So you want to start small. So just introduce a no tech hour. Can you do that? No tech hour once, well, eh, once one hour every day for one week. Can you do that? from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Can you be without your phone? Leave your phone in a different room. Can you sit on the couch and just do something else just for one hour? Can you do that? Good. Maybe then you want to introduce like a no tech Tuesday or no social media Tuesday or just no tech evening where the whole evening you don't use social media, for example. Can you do that? Okay, then introduce like for three days of no phones in the evening from 8 p.m. till 10 p.m., for example. So we want to start small. Because it's like the gym. If I never go to the gym and then I tell you guys, you know what? I just want to go to the gym. I'm, you know, I'm fed up with being fat. I want to go three times next week. I'm not going three times next week because it's not, <laughs> <laughs> right? not, not going to happen. The same thing with phones. You're using your social media four hours a day. There's no way you're going to be using like no, that you're not going to use Facebook for a week. It's not going to happen. So well, and even if you, even if you do, you're going to go right back on that binge, right? 
Because if exactly. I say, look, I'm not going to have any sugar for this next week, and I and I hold to it, the following week yeah. I'm going to eat two or three times the amount of sugar, or leading up to it I'm going to eat two or three times the amount of sugar, so that I can take that one week off. But but really, more than likely I'm going to break down part of the way through the week, and then I'm going to be more depressed. I'm going to say, exactly. see, I can't give it up. I suck. I'm not worth it. And then the next thing you know, I'm I'm scrolling on my phone for ten or twelve hours binging. This, exactly that's great yes. I, I like that don't 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 try and do it cold turkey just small no. small goals and then i like that you pointed out a lounge a place that it goes you you can't see me johan but i was dying of laughter because the way you're the way you're like i'm sick of being fat i'm gonna go to the gym yeah. three times and you're like i'm not going three times freaking yeah. hilarious yeah. um but one of the reasons why it was so funny to me is because that's totally how my mind works because I, I go like, and I'm, I guess from what you're saying is it's pretty general to everyone, but it's like... Yeah, don't you, feel special, yeah, Ashton. <laughs> I know, right? You give, yeah. you give yourself this large goal and then and then you're like, oh, you know, screw it. That's too hard. <laughs> uh, yeah. Next time I get the yeah. motivation, I'll try again. But I like that small, like the small step. Uh, and it's detrimental, detrimental. You know, if I tell you guys, let's meet up next Saturday and I don't show up, then I tell you, you know what? The week after I will show up on Saturday and I don't show up again. And I tell you, you know what, guys, the week after, for sure, I will meet you guys on Saturday. Then you'd be like, yeah, Johan, I don't believe you. <laughs> and that's what we do to ourselves. You know, we, we tell ourselves we're going to do this, but we don't do it because we aim too big. We want, you know, we want better, but don't do better because the doing part is complicated. It's hard. So... We're very ambitious, we have big intentions, but then doing it is tough. And then we fail, we say we want to be phoneless for one week or no Facebook for one week and then we fail or we want to go to the gym three times and we fail and then we feel bad about ourselves. Then we tell ourselves, you see, I'm not able to do that. So it's detrimental yeah. to our self-esteem, to our self-confidence. That's why we want to build momentum, those small steps, those small successes. And then if you can just be phoneless for one hour, good. Good. If you then afterwards are on your phone two hours, okay. But for one hour, you were able not to use your phone. So that's the momentum you want to build. And then you build self-confidence slowly, but surely. And then you'll be able to make bigger steps. I really like that. Powerful. That That's really powerful. Because that I tell people all the time the biggest asset they have is their self-confidence. Right? And so this, this step allows you to build your self-confidence in a logical manner. So... So it's setting realistic habits. I like it. Yeah. And even yeah. Or, so I'm sorry, realistic goals to make them habits um, so you can part. repeat them. Sorry? Oh, I'm sorry. I said, so we have consistent habits or little goals that then can become habits, right? Because, you know, it's one yes. minute, it's five minutes of little goals. It's making it through the dinner without looking at your phone. And then it becomes a habit. It, at our table, I don't even have to have the discussion. You know, a lot of people will tell me when I'm on a business trip, they're like, how do you get your kids not to sit at the table with the phone? So, well, it's easy. I've been having a conversation with you and you've pulled out your phone four times. When I sit down at dinner with my family, I can't take my phone in there or I'm the one who breaks it, not the kids, right? So I had to set the example when they were little. I go, so the problem is you, dad, you're not setting the example for him. Very good point. True. Yeah. Starts with the parents for sure. When it comes to helping children, it starts with the parents. Because parents have a hard time to disconnect as well. Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> do you ever find? Um, yeah. Do you ever find um, that a parent comes to you and says, um, like, 
um, my kids are struggling with social media. They're struggling with their device. Um, and then, and then you're like, how do I help them? And then they are in maybe perhaps denial of their overuse as well. Has that ever been a scenario you've come across? Yeah. Like parents, right? If they're in denial. Yeah. Yeah. The parents are like, my kids can't get over their social media addiction and they're scrolling on their phone as they're talking to you about it sort of thing. Yeah. So all that happens a lot because unlike smoking, like when you see someone smoke, you think you can tell the person, you know, that's bad. And the person also knows while I'm smoking, it's bad. But with phones, there are a lot of reasons why we can justify the fact that we're on our phone or it's for work or we want to check the weather or we need to check, you know, or the music or we have to check our emails or we're in contact with someone. There are so many reasons why we use our phone, but then they have to be aware of the fact that the child doesn't know. The child doesn't know that you're checking your phone for work purposes. The child doesn't know that you have to check the news for something. Or the child doesn't know that it is important in that moment to check your phone. The child only sees, well, I'm competing with this phone. Like, well, the parent, well, he or she, my, well, my dad, my mom, does, does, do they love me more than a phone or do they love the phone more than me? So then they feel they compete. They want their parents' attention and they don't get it because the attention energy is focused on the phone. So of course they will use the phone as well because they think, well, apparently this is how life works. We have to be on our phone. So although, so while parents have good intentions, they sometimes forget that the child does simply does not understand why they use the phone, even if they have a good reason to use the phone. Hmm. That's cool. I think sometimes parents can over, even though we have a good reason, we can overuse that reason, right? You don't yes. need to check your bank account every 25 minutes, <laughs> you know, and if you exactly. do, then you probably need to go get a different job, spend more time at work, right? Than necessarily exactly. checking your bank account if it's really that close. But, you know, that's not to say that, but checking your bank account once a day is not important or checking the weather once a day before you go out. You know, if we're going to go to a park, maybe it's good to check your phone for the weather. But then when you get to the yeah. park, you're outside. You don't need to look at the weather. Put the photo away. Play with the kid. <laughs> if the lawn exactly. is wet, it's raining. <laughs> yeah. True. Awesome. No, exactly like you said. Sometimes you use it a bit too much. That reason of, well, I need, it's important. I need to check this and that. And that's why I'm using my phone. So, yeah, sometimes they use that reason way too much. Awesome. Was that, did we, were we just talking about step five or was that just four? That was just four, right? The small steps. Yeah. So the, yeah, the digital screen habits. Yeah. There are a lot, so there are a lot of strategies. This is a big step because when people ask me, Johan, I need just one quick tip. Then often it's from that step, digital habits. Like another one is charge your phone once. Like it's a box idea, charge your phone once and then try to use your phone that entire day or even the laptop. So this is can be, this is challenging for people. I use like phone, it. Then the battery runs out at 4 p.m. That's going to be a challenge. Then that strategy. <laughs> yep. It's, Especially it's, if you have an long. iPhone, because those batteries suck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. People don't like it. People don't like the strategy because now they have to be very careful when to use the phone. And it's 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 a very out of the box idea. Or yeah, to use an ugly phone case, like to create these counter triggers. You're constantly triggered to go for your phone. And then by utilizing a counter trigger, then it will remind you to think about, okay, is this a good idea to go for my phone? And then an ugly phone case, this is one I mentioned a few weeks ago, actually, will remind you to just think for yourself if it's really a good idea, because you will look at your phone, you see that eccentric phone case, 
And then you think, why do I have this eccentric phone case? And then the next nanosecond, you'll be like, ah, yes, of course. I need to be aware. I need to be mindful about my phone use now. So counter triggers, or yeah, when you go for errands, when you walk the dog, don't bring your phone, for example. So there are many, yeah, many ideas how to reduce, how to set those boundaries, those limits. Of course, do not disturb, right? Grayscale, you also want to utilize those features on your phone that will help you to use your phone less and social media less. I like that. I'm almost tempted to do like a, because we've got our Facebook page, right, for our, our um, adulting encrypted, but I was, I'm almost tempted to like host a challenge where we're like, okay, this Friday, charge your phone once and see how long you can make it and that may be kind of fun. I, uh, I was thinking I bought a white phone case so I could draw on it, but I haven't done anything. So I'm like, I'll just make it ugly and scribble all over with it. <laughs> so call it good. Well, or what if know. you write motivational? Because I think Johan's other thing was if you wrote on the back of the case, I am in charge of my life or I am the master of my own fate. Because you don't want to put something negative. Don't look at your phone. The first thing your brain goes, it doesn't see the don't look. It just says phone. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. so put something positive on the back of it. I am better at X, right? And and because part Good. of I think part of the problem with this whole addiction thing is uh, you brought it up in your initial story with your girlfriend is is your ex girlfriend now, but but there was this whole competing, and their relationship had to be better than somebody else's relationship, and that's how why okay. she drew the heart and said Johan did it so that that relationship perceived better. Well, you're competing against that fake relationship. You're competing against some of these fake I- ideology that that we need to pull ourselves back and say, what's our reality? And then how do I put these little habits into place to make me better? Right? I, you exactly. know, I, yeah, I think that can go along with any addiction, really. True. Yeah. That's awesome. 100%. So, you know, that, I don't know if I'm taking it too much out of the way, um, but for me when I think about that story it's crazy because your girlfriend's like oh yeah you just drew that like oh wow crazy and for me a lot of the times I have to check myself because I like to write music I like to create um and I find myself when I'm writing at times going okay when I share this like what are people gonna think you know is this gonna be cool um or even I just recently worked on a big project with the the University of Utah the school that I go to we were creating instructional videos for high school students and when they put those out, I just immediately started checking the views. I was like, okay, how many people have seen it? Like, are there any comments? What are people saying about it? And I'm like, who cares? <laughs> you know, I like, I learned from this project, move on, <laughs> you know? Like, it was one of those things where I, was, I had to recognize that it was a learning experience for me. I don't need to know, like, every single detail about every person that watches it, you know? Exactly. I agree, but just like adulting decrypted, we need to look and say what message is one, how do we reach out to more audience members? But it's not done by one click at a time. To right. your point, you're saying, if I could step back and look at that data over the week or two weeks, then yes, it's going to be beneficial. Right. And that's that's part of it. But the other part is everything I do is not for the reaction. It's because it's I'm creating something that I believe in rather than creating something to show people that I've got it. Exactly. And that, yeah, was, air quotes. Quotes again. that was air that, quotes. Air quotes for yeah. all the listeners who don't get to see that. <laughs> I'll I'll be the uh, actually Gene you'll be the air quote guy, you'll call it out. <laughs> you just got it. Did Good you do points. that in air Good quotes points. or did you? No, no, I didn't. Did not do that in air quotes. I did not. <laughs> so it's really. 
<laughs> Sorry, Johan. You're you're seeing some of the behind the scenes mentality that we go through. Yeah. So thank you. <laughs> it's beautiful to see you for doing this together. By the way, I love it. It's the first time I see this. Yeah, that you're as a family that you're having this podcast. Impressive. Thank you. It's a lot of fun. So we have now we have we've got one is recognize triggers, two is insight, um, three is validate reality, four is small steps, and then five was that digital habits. Mm-hmm. Did I get that wrong, or is that right? Uh, yeah. So yeah, two insight, three is about embracing tech, and four is the boundaries. So you have disabled the notifications, and you have said, oh, you have introduced all these boundaries, and then step five is embrace life. So it's, it's the, whole, the whole point of reducing your phone use is not just to push your phone away. Because if you're pushing your phone away, you're still looking at the phone. So what is important is to find something that pulls you away from your phone. So you will, you will, look, you will look away from your phone and then look at that activity, that thing, that person, and then place your energy and focus on that experience in person. So Embrace Life is all about finding activities that excites you to become curious, to experiment. And now with the corona, (laughs) oftentimes then people ask me, okay, what kind of indoor activities can we do? And then I often say board games. Board games is fantastic. Please play board games because if you play board games with family, with friends, you're not even going to know how to spell Facebook or what Instagram is because you're so immersed in the moment that you don't think about tech at all. You don't think about anything, just that story that's happening, that's unfolding itself. You're an antagonist, you're the protagonist, and you're, or you're working together, you're on this mission. It's just fantastic. And I thought first, well, board games, well, there's Clue, there's Monopoly, and there's Scrabble. But no, apparently there, there are many other impressive board games out there. There's a whole community out there that I didn't even know about. And that was such a big surprise to me last year. And since then, I always talk about board games when it comes to indoor activities. Do that, connect, it's good for connection, it's good uh, for communication, cognition, because you have to make decisions, strategize, fantastic. What's what's your favorite board game right now? Favorite board game, I would say Everdell and Terraforming Mars. Everdell? Yeah. Okay, we'll have to look it up. We'll have to figure Everdale and figure it out. You know, I I had a similar experience to Johan with like um, with yourself with with realizing how many board games there were. I have a very <laughs> I have a close friend. Um, he's super into board games, and um, he just like when when we met each other, started getting to know each other better. Like his family, they just grew up playing obscure board games. That's like that's one of their things that they did. And so he'd pull out these board games. I'm like, where did these come from? Like you have no idea. You've never heard of them before. <laughs> Who is that? Um Hayden Brown, Elder Brown. Oh, interesting. You know? yeah. So his family they they just played board games and I could never beat him. Like he was he's like <laughs> super good. Um but it was just a super eye-opening thing for me. Like, there's a ton of games here, and it's a lot of fun. You get to know people better. I like it. Kind of how they strategize, how they think. It, yeah, because it really we cool. play a lot of cards and dice and those kind of chance games, but we should play more strategy games. I think because mm-hmm. my wife banned Monopoly right out of the shoot. Because <laughs> I agree, Monopoly sucks. Because I yes. get too competitive, and she's not super competitive. So I, I think we started throwing her out, out strategy games. I think that we should buy a whole bunch of Pokemon cards. No, or once that. again, those are cards. <laughs> We're going back to... But it's not... Well, I don't know. It's, it's a different type of card game. But I think the real reason we'd be out of Monopoly is because you think it should be over quicker. 
Uh, there might be some truth to that, <laughs> but that just because it's, it's my weakness doesn't mean it should be yours. So let's. Uh, so I like it. Board games, um, games, spending time, embrace where you have because when we play a competitive game of Uno and we're playing what we call cutthroat, I don't know what it's called anywhere else. It sounds kind of violent, but <laughs> we're just throwing cards so fast that if you one of you guys picked up your phones, you'd be lost. You lose the game because you can't keep up with the speed of which it's going. You know, and, and that's why we like them and. And that's also a no phone zone um, or time for us as well, because um, we just what's or pit or, or one of those that are fast moving. So, yeah. and 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 I guess to kind of help that point along, like when it comes to the dinner table, um, there's been times where it's where it's one of us has been had to been called out, um, where it's like, okay, this we're not having phones at dinner, but I can't think of a time when we're actively playing a game and have also had to say, you know what, don't be on your phone. I, Unless I've it's slow to, paced, yeah. I have, I've had to, I've had to with with you guys at times because somebody's taking a long time thinking about their next move, and I look over and somebody else is texting. I'm like, okay, put it away. We're all in this together. We're all waiting patiently. So exactly, exactly. But it's but funny you're doing it that you won't lose if you're going to be on your phone. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Thank you. So that's 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 embrace life. Find a board game. Go out, do yes, something. spend time yeah. with your spouse. Go be be out and about. Of course, when the pandemic is over, you know, just yeah, embrace life. Do other things that excites you, that makes you come alive. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a really good one. Good. And then number six, what do we got there? Yeah, so the last one is um, it's it's a big one. It's embrace thyself. So basically, that step is all about improving the story you tell yourself about yourself. And then also buy yourself. So with social media, we often outsource our happiness, right? Like if I buy this nice shirt, then I have to post about it. And only when people like it, then I will agree that this shirt was nice. So when people say, Johan, your shirt is nice. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know the shirt is nice. <laughs> but when they say, hey, uh, sorry, but or like there's no likes at all, that alone, I'll just be thinking, oh my God, this shirt is not really that good. <laughs> so in other words, we outsource our happiness. So only when they wow. are happy, like when they give us feedback, they validate the fact that this is nice or that we look good, then we are going to feel good about ourselves. But what should happen is that we already feel good about ourselves and any like or comment is going to be just a bonus, that's it. So we want to, it's important to learn how to become our own biggest fan instead of outsourcing that and instead of waiting for others to be our fan. We just, it's, we criticize ourselves a lot. It's good, we have to be our own biggest critic. Because we also have to be our own biggest fan. Because you know, if you post on social media and you're going to believe the good and you're also going to believe the bad, and you're never as good as they say you, they are, you're <laughs> never as good as they say you are, or you're never as bad as they say you are. So it's all up to you. Like, how do you feel about yourself when you're by yourself? And that story is something you want to focus on. And also, the more you become aware of your mortality, the more you realize that spending time on social media is not the way. You really want to see life from a macro level. So in other words, can you imagine yourself when you're 80, 90? You're not going to be thinking, I wish I spent more time on Facebook and I wish I was engaging more in those conversations on Twitter, talking about politics. That's not what you're going to be thinking about. You're going to be thinking about those moments where you were with your loved ones because you're going to realize that life is going to be over. Every single thing that you took for granted is going to be gone. So if you can already position yourself in that place and you also understand where you want to go, so you really value life and you value yourself and you want to become better, then it's going to be easier to detach yourself from your phone because 
when your identity is shifted, has shifted from someone who's just complacent and lazy to someone who really takes life serious and wants to make the world better, then is it you're not going to be on your phone so much or if you do or like video games you're not going to feel you're not going to feel good about yourself because that's not your identity anymore you're going to be like what am i doing this this just doesn't feel right that feeling that i had when i was social media with my girlfriend like it doesn't feel right it's not part of me i understand that life is short i want to i want to become better i want to prove myself better myself I want to serve the world i want to find or do something with my purpose don't look for your purpose on Twitter. If you look for a purpose on Twitter, you're just going to waste time in all those engagements, all those you know, riots, online riots and all. Have a purpose and then use social media. So it's all about goal setting habits, routines, and basically better yourself. So that's what Embrace Thyself is all about. That's so it's not so much then about activities like um, painting and, and board games, but really about meditation, sleeping well, eating well, and working on that goal, that project that you've been thinking about or that you still maybe have to figure out, but take the time to contemplate what it is that you want in life. And that connects back to step one, self-awareness. How does your phone and social media fit in that life that you want to live, basically? That's awesome. I really like, um, oh crap, now I'm going to forget it. Um, oh, I was going to ask, so those helping people embrace themselves um tips that you have there it sounded like you said things like meditation obviously staying off your phone going after projects that you haven't that you've thought of but you haven't actually done um are those the general tips that you give to people so that they can try to embrace themselves or are there more like that you generally tell people like here's some ideas to go out and start trying to embrace yourself rather than trying to outsource your happiness through social media so yeah, so I do give tips how to specifically then change the conversation you tell yourself about yourself. And then one of them is, is building that momentum. So starting very small. So you want to slowly build that self-confidence by keeping those promises you make to yourself. Because if you fail all the time, you're not going to feel good about yourself. So you want to do things that makes you feel good about yourself that will tell you, wow, well done. I did a good job. And it doesn't mean that you have done something big, but just something small, just by buying a book, for example. Just buy a book and read that book, read two pages. If you've never done it before, then two pages is a lot. So can you do that for five days in a row? And then if that answer is yes, then great. If you fail, it's okay. Don't beat yourself down. Like, it's okay. Don't tell yourself that you're not enough or that you're a loser or whatever. No, you can criticize yourself, but you do it because you believe that you can do better. So that's why I always say it's you don't want to be only negative and only positive. Because if you're only positive, you're, then you're boasting, you're arrogant, you think you know everything, and you want to be humble. So don't go to that extreme. But also you don't want to be telling, telling yourself, I can't do anything. It's bad. I'm bad. I'm not, I'm not talented. I'm not enough. And I'm just not smart enough. I'm not capable. No, we all have minimal requirements. It may be look far, that dream you have, but it is possible but you have to reverse engineer and then go step by step. So have that voice that tells you, you can do better than that. You deserve better than that, but also have that voice that will tell you, well done. You see, you are good, you are enough. So you notice sometimes that people, they tell themselves, I'm not enough, I'm stupid, I'm not talented. And then they start to learn to tell themselves, yeah, I am enough, I, I am enough, I am enough. And then from there, they're going to be like, I'm enough, I am enough, I am enough. And then they will tell themselves, yeah, of course I'm enough. So. People might say you're boasting, but you have to, 
to have this healthy conversation with yourself. Like, I'm amazing. Can you tell yourself that you're amazing? A lot of people have this problem by saying, yeah, I'm amazing. Because there's this voice that tells them, what are you talking about? You're amazing. You're not. So you want to change that. And small steps, build momentum, do small, like go to the gym just once a week. And it's, you know, when it comes about the habit, it's, it's not so much about intensity. So don't go to the gym for three days in a week if you never went to the gym. Just drink one glass of water. That's it. It's more about the habit than the intensity of the action. And the same thing with smartphones. And that's because when you have all these positive habits, that becomes easier also to not use your phone and social media so much. But people, they have to want it, you know? They have to want it. Because if not, that ego is just going to come up with stories why it's not necessary to change, that you're fine as you are now. And it's tough to beat that ego. Yeah, our personal ego, I think, is sometimes our, our, our biggest downfall, right? So, yeah, I, I like it that we start off with the I am enough, I can do this, you know, and then I think sometimes we confuse I'm amazing with I'm perfect, right? Yeah. Because if we do these uh, little steps first and say I'm amazing, I did an amazing thing, right? Even if it's small, you know, and you're like, well, that's okay. Bill Gates wouldn't think that's amazing. You're like... Yeah, but I'm not comparing myself to Bill Gates, right? I made my first $10 on my own. I started a little this, or I did a little that. We got, what, we hit a 1,000 um, listens, right, over over however many episodes we had done. I think it was 20, no, it was almost 25 at the time. So that's really not, in, in, the, in, the, in the whole worldly scheme, it's probably not big deal. Right. But for us, for four guys in the, in the woodshed, that's amazing, Right, so celebrate it. Doesn't mean we're perfect. Doesn't mean we're better, but we're amazing, right? And I, I, I love this point. Exactly. I, I love that point. Is it's just not a stopping point. It's a starting point. It's saying, what I just did. I put down the phone after twenty minutes. Norm, that's amazing because I normally would have spent forty, or I would have spent twenty-five, or I would. Right. And so, so give yourself that. To your point, I like Johan's statement. Pat yourself on the back. Recently, we had. Um, we are one of our episodes was developing your brand or developing our motivation with Dr. Sammons. Um, and so in, I don't know if Johan, if you've heard that or not, but what we talked about was having simple words that communicate a larger message. And so one of the ones that we have is excellent versus perfection, excellence versus perfection. And what that means to me, and I feel like it really relates to this, um, topic is, well, I'll explain it in a music sense. When when someone plays music perfect, it's as if I were to type it into a music playing program and it just plays it straight through. And it plays all the notes right, you know, nothing, you don't hear any wrong notes. It's like it gets loud when it's supposed to get loud. It gets quiet when it's supposed to get quiet. Um, but excellence is where it's not always about playing all the right notes but it's about giving your soul into what you're creating and creating something excellent. And so I feel like with with this idea that we're talking about about embracing yourself and more about the habit rather than the intensity is you're seeking out excellence, but you're not seeking to be perfect. You're seeking to give something that's going to better yourself and the people around you, but you're not trying to make yourself, <laughs> you're not trying to idolize yourself. You're just trying to become a little bit better. I, I hope I kind of explained what I had in my mind there. Uh, it, it's thought, a connection. Yeah, it was but... really clear to me. I, 
yeah. I got it. I got it. And I think it totally tied. At first, I was like, oh, I don't know where he's going. Another music. Hey, <laughs> if you do music, you're fine. If you did math, are you still thinking about his 40 times 40? Um, did your math ever do the? Did you guys? Did you ever do the math on that? No. One thousand six hundred. <laughs> okay. That's what I told you. I knew Any, that before you told any, me. Anyways, um, we, that we tease Ashton back from one of our original episodes, but um, yeah. the reality is we all have strengths, we all have weaknesses, and and th- what we're going for, I like it is excellence. I like what you yeah. like you said, Johan. It, it's it's about consistency, not intensity. You know, and we, and we get those two very confused sometimes, right? I don't need yeah. to be any more intense on flossing my teeth, right? Yeah. <laughs> just, just stay consistent at it. He's you know, what? Like, yeah. I'm gonna floss. Yeah, whatever it is, <laughs> right? Um, exactly. So, yeah. yeah, that's uh, dig it. That's awesome. I I really appreciate the message. Yeah. You know, and I could talk to you for hours, um, but yeah, we also know same. that. As we're talking about people and, and being limiting on their phones, you know, we don't want to necessarily time to a podcast. This is this will be go down as one of our longer episodes. Oh, but, I love it. It's but everything's gonna, valid. Yeah. And you know what? I think it's going to be one of those that we need to do a callback and have Johan in the future as we've all tried to implement mm-hmm. some of this and then do a progress report and how we're doing, what kind of what it looked like to us and, and maybe what our listener feedback is and, and see where we can take this because... I love the first thing that we started talking about. We all like phones. We all like technology. It has made our wives much better. We're able to connect with um, somebody that's in in Holland, that was in Ireland, that that you know, and gave. I personally found a new friend, you know, and, and, a, and a similar similar minded soul, you know what I mean, through technology by by him hearing a podcast that we never would have ran into each other. Right. So, to me technology is here it's awesome it's not leaving but now we've learned some tricks that didn't demonize technology the whole conversation wasn't about demonizing it at all it was more just how to understand it and understand what it's doing to us so i can't tell you how much i appreciate you spending um the night for you the morning morning. for us with my boys (laughs) and teaching them and myself some things that will help us become better um and and more adult and adult better because i think that it's part of the process now you know if you would have told me when i was 20 we're going to be up against this i would have had a laugh at you because the kids threw that in my face um when they were 11 or 12 well dad when did you get your first phone i'm like oh yeah (laughs) let's go there yeah 22 (laughs) it wasn't um it wasn't the blackberry was it no no 27 and it was a flip phone and it was only because i was working for a phone company man i remember that blackberry so well i'm playing brick breaker on that yeah i had a blackberry (laughs) i was i was an early adopter i had a windows phone and then a blackberry and then the androids i never did go apple and it was because they charged for um calendaring app at the time and android didn't you know so i was very it's just anyways so I've seen it all, but I didn't know how to control it all. So I, I think these tips will help me personally. So I appreciate it. Thank you for your time on that. Um, I would like a little reminder on what the uh, the documentary was. I remember really wanting to watch that, but I can't remember what it was Social called. Social Dilemma, right? Social Dilemma. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Well, before we, we wrap up, uh, Johan, I just wanted to give an opportunity. Like, Is there anything else that you wanted to share? Maybe you can... Um, if there's not, you can just give our audience where they can go find you, more of your content, more of your stuff. 
Well, I think the good message with what you said earlier, that you want to focus on living that life that you're displaying on social media. So invest more in the offline version of you than the online version of you. So that is vital. Yeah, for sure. And um, I think, you know what, you, if you, for the listeners, if they send an email to me, to Johan at socialmediabreakup.com, I will send them a free link to a course that I made about iPhones, how to embrace your iPhone, how to befriend your iPhone. And awesome. so if they send me an email, I will send them a free link so they can join that course. There you go. That's that's today's bonus for listening to the episode. Other than over an hour of amazing information, you also get a free packet of befriending your iPhone. So thank you, yes. Johan, for that. We're very grateful for having you. And now we're going to come to the next segment of our show uh, very quickly is who adulted this week? Gideon, I think you did something adulting this week. I did. Um, hmm. I recorded um, stuff yesterday. <laughs> well, I did that today as well. But yesterday, I recorded some biking videos from my YouTube channel, and um, that was cool. I'd rather just ride without a camera, but a camera was um, fun. I don't know. Does no, that that's no, that's that's yeah. that's adulting because you're pushing your project forward. You made a decision of what you wanted to grow and develop, and you're pushing. I think that's very much adulting. And then you said you needed to edit it today, which will be a fun project. Yeah, as I'm well. gonna do that. I also snapped a chest mount because I smacked it into my handlebar. But that's a different story. I'm you sorry. broke it between your chest and the handlebar, huh? Yep. It awesome. was painful. Oh, cool. for the handlebars or for your chest? I don't know. My <laughs> handlebars are fine. They're pure metal. <laughs> Cool. I thought you were Superman. Okay, sorry. No. All right. So that's our adulting this week. Again, we're very grateful for Johan joining us. Um, shoot him an email at johan at socialmediabreakup.com. Um, J-O-H-A-N, socialmediabreakup.com. And um, check us out on our social media pages um, with uh, Temperance. Um, and let us know your thoughts from this episode things that you took out things that you're going to try um we're going to try some things i think we're going to probably put up that challenge out here pretty soon um after this episode comes out and see how it goes thank you for joining us on this week's episode of adulting decrypted and we will talk at you next week Like an adult. Hey! Learned how to use my phone for the very first time. Like an adult. Learning when to use and keep motivation. And keep motivation. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Adult and Decrypted. We really enjoyed having this week's conversation, and we hope you did as well. If you ever want to comment on our topics, you can send us a message to our website, adultingdecrypted.com, our email, adultingdecrypted at gmail.com, or through our Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn accounts at adultingdecrypted. If you have any topics for the show that you would like us to talk about, or if you are a parent and want us to talk about something your kids should know, Send us a message on any of the accounts mentioned. If you'd like to be a guest or have an idea for someone you think we should have on our show, feel free to send us an email detailing your thoughts to adultingdecrypted at gmail.com. 
Adulting is teamwork. We have merch! If you want to show off your Adulting Decrypted pride, check out our website, adultingdecrypted.com, or our partner website with shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash adulting dash decrypted. Lastly, if you enjoyed the show, please consider supporting us on our Patreon at Adulting Decrypted. Along with the benefits that come with our Patreon, and trust us, there are some pretty good ones in there, you will not only be helping us continue in the effort to make great content, but you will be part of a community of individuals all trying their best to adult. We appreciate you listening, enjoying, and leaving your positive reviews. Now, the special song from Gene and Gideon.